0: Me and Kyle from While God's Sleeps went to the same high school. So like me and him were like this because we're like the two old hardcore kids from our high school. But then everyone else was just mad redneck, right? You got the yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Rad. Okay. You ready to rock, my guy?
0: Uh, wait. Uh, how, how are we going to start it and stuff?
1: Well, I'll probably keep a little bit of the pre-ramble here. <laughs> but yeah, okay. We'll sounds good. We'll just kind
0: of jump into it. Um,
1: thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. I'm sitting down with a real one, a straight-edge king, um, a mosh mutant. Uh, Ooh, yeah. To- <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. And, um, you know, to, to give a little bit of backstory here, Trent and I, um, Trent was the uh, f- the very first person that I met uh, when we showed up at Snow and Foyer Fest. And with the plethora of crazy travel stresses, it was super awesome just to meet uh, a Minneapolis local and feel super re- welcome r- right off the bat. Um, And we've been homies ever since. And uh, I'm really excited to be chatting with you.
0: Yeah, it was sick. I like I just walked into the garage venue for Snow and Flurry and I just saw like dudes that I've definitely never met before standing like by the (laughs) stage. And I was like, I need to meet these people. Yeah. And then as, as soon as I met you, you guys like just started saying like how insane your story was about just like getting to Snow and Flurry in general. which was so sick
1: yeah and I definitely won't you know pander on that story because we did an entire episode dedicated to that but um before we get super into it Trent can you just give me official intro of who you are what bands you're a part of and where you're from
0: I'm Trent Duvall I'm from Minneapolis but I currently live in Daytona Florida and I play in Gadget from Minneapolis and I play in Infiltrate from Daytona yeah
1: And, uh, you've been, uh, you've been, uh, great enough to do this podcast while you're doing some skateboarding in, in Florida as well. And, uh,
0: I'm with Marcus and he's skating and stuff and I have my bike in the back and we went to a skateboard, but it got rained out. So right now we're just kind of posted up at a mall.
1: Yeah. And I I feel like I always have to give some context for people who are like watching this and like, what's Trent doing in his car for this podcast? Yeah.
0: I'm not driving, so
1: stranger things have happened so um anyways uh Trent you you obviously are an avid follower of the podcast so you probably know the ordeal that I like to you know go back in time and get a little bit of context on how you got into hardcore and how that propelled you into the bands and things you're a part of now so can you kind of give me the uh yeah. trend Duval origin hardcore story
0: <laughs> so from the beginning I've like raced BMx since I was four years old and like all those dudes growing up were like gnarly like just crazy dudes and they'd always have like just heavy music on their edits and like the transit race dvds always had like cool ass like punk and metal songs over the videos so like just starting from there like i always was into heavier music and then just basically from like pros like using their edits like songs like that and then i kind of would get into it and then me and my friends would be like building jumps in our backyards just blasting music that we've seen on edits and then eventually it turned into like us going to like seeing kid type of like concerts and like shows like that and then we go to like warp tour and then like i pretty much did like the whole like just like seeing kid transition into hardcore right but yeah
1: so what what was your first instance with a bmx bike because four years old is like you know that that must have been just like you know you on a on a, a bike, doing a little jump in, in your front yard or something. But I'm curious of, of, uh, what planted that seed?
0: My dad raced when he was younger. Oh, so
1: okay. it's in your blood. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. He was never like really good or anything. He did it for like a couple of years, but he's more of a hockey kid. Gotcha. But cause we're, for, we're from Northern Michigan. So it's like you either do hockey or you, you don't do anything pretty much. <laughs> yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's um that's very true especially in those smaller like being from winnipeg which which is just north of fargo it's like there's shit all to do especially in the in the winter time so um
0: yeah definitely some basically basically my my grandma brought me to the track when i was like four years old and then i was riding like a little walmart bike like whatever and then by the time i was around five they had they gave me the option to like keep doing hockey or race BMX. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, bikes for sure. And then I got a, <laughs> I got a race bike for my fifth birthday. And then ever since then, that's been like my biggest love until I really got into like the hardcore scene. And like, it's pretty straight down the middle of like my two main passions. Right.
1: Yeah. And I definitely want to chat uh, about the bands that you're a part of, but I feel like, you know, just to, to stay on the BMX subject, Um, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about just like, compilation videos being an influence yeah getting into heavier music because i i can definitely say anything from like the tony hawk pro skater soundtracks oh yeah stuff like that absolutely super big on me do you feel like bmx doesn't get the love that it deserves because you know skateboarding and skateboard culture is so like glorified especially when it is tied to skate punk and things like that um the only other hardcore bmxer that i can think of is sunny because he does a lot of flatland kind of stuff but yeah
0: his flatland stuff is insane but yeah i always kind of wondered why bmx wasn't like bigger growing up but I, at the same time like skating's really sick and super accessible so like i totally get why people would go that route anyways yeah but
1: yeah, so it's, it's maybe just, like, there's a, a few steps of separation between maybe, like, buying a bike versus just getting a, a cheap board or something.
0: Yeah, for real. Like, when I was in, like, 6th and 7th grade, BMX was huge in my high school. And, then like, it's, by the time those kids, like, got a vehicle, they'd rather spend their money on, like, getting, like, lifted trucks and stuff like that. So, like, <laughs> by the time high school's over, everyone's, like, dropped out of, like, freestyle and stuff like that, so... Yeah. Sounds, never sounds very Alberta
1: to get a bunch of lifted yeah. trucks. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I, I grew up me and Kyle from Walgot wow sleeps went to the same high school so like, like me and him were like this cuz we we're like the two old hardcore kids from our high school but then everyone else was just mad redneck. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is it also because like I guess like dirt bike tracks are maybe a little bit more rare? to define them or they're maybe not as common as like a skate park in in different cities oh yeah
0: one definitely like you got to know where a track is and you have to have a membership and like right there's like rule you got to follow rules and you have to wear a helmet and like most people are like nah i'm good on all that
1: yeah yeah A skate park is kind of like a no man's land as far as you know no yeah. supervision just show up you know no experience just or all the experience go- need or whatever
0: yeah yeah it's like it just go crazy and if you get hurt like take care of yourself yeah and don't don't get the skate park in trouble
1: yeah um yeah so especially dirt bikes being maybe a little bit more popularized with like bands like stepping stone just having revving engines and whatnot in uh in their just songs um have you seen any i've heard some stories of people saying like oh yeah i went to this show and like someone b- brought a dirt bike and they were like doing donuts in the pit and stuff have you ever heard or seen anything like that when it comes to hardcore
0: no that would be so sick (laughs) that's like that's definitely up my alley yeah yeah
1: you're you're not opposed to to doing something with one of your bands when it comes to both of your passions at the same time
0: no yeah that'd be sick uh one of the tracks in jacksonville they were gonna have like a pedals pusher jam in july but obviously that got canceled because covid but they are like asking me to have one of my bands play like the bmx jam which would be sick that would be sick i i'm I'm
1: always encouraging more crossover from like hardcore music into the 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 mainstream world just turn a lot of heads being like what is going on Um, yeah i was
0: like i was like if this band plays it's infiltrate i was like we have like a 13 minute set and it's definitely not like kid friendly but if it got like a couple kids into hardcore it'd be worth it for me right
1: And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but was BMXing the reason that um, you wanted to move down to Florida mainly from being in Minneapolis? Yeah,
0: Yeah, so my team manager, her name is Lisa and she's married to Drew. They're like, they just kind of hit me up. They're like, hey, I heard you wanted to do housing appraisals. So they're like, you should just move down to Florida and do your apprenticeship with us. And then you can just ride all the time and then get your apprenticeship done at the same time. I was like, yeah i will do that for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: And and the tracks in Florida are like ridiculous. Right. They're all so good.
1: Oh, I can imagine. It's kind of like more yeah. beachfront. <laughs> yeah, um, it's awesome. Yeah. So um anyways, to tr- to fully transition into the band's you are part of Gadget and, and and Infiltrate are the the two main pillars there. Um Yeah. I'm sure uh, a few people who are listening or watching um know of Gadget probably from the Snow and Flori set that we filmed, but i'm sure there's a number of people that just have fucked with your band for the longest time anyways um can you just talk to me about what that band is and you know what the vibe is for people that might not know
0: so gadget i pretty much hit up noah and was like i want to start like a straight edge band in minneapolis and he's like there's like very it was like few and far between like people that wanted to play in hardcore bands that were straight edge that we were friends with so I think we hit up Olivia at first and then we or no, we hit up Eli at first and then we're like, all right, who's gonna play bass? So we hit up this guy named Bill. Shout out Bill. Sorry. But it, like I don't know what happened. Like we just kinda like gave up on like the group chat and stuff. And then eventually Olivia DM'd me and was like, Hey, I heard you wanted to start a straight edge fan. So I was like, Yeah, bet. And then we eventually had practice and it was just me, Noah, Eli and Olivia at the time. And then we're like, Olivia was like, I want to play in something that could just sound like theory to foundation. Like it doesn't have to have like a, an exact like sound. And then right. we rewrote the criminal's regret, regret thing like pretty quick. And then we recorded it shortly after. And then we put that out in like December, I think. And then we didn't play a show till February because we put out, we put out that. And then I moved to Florida immediately after. <laughs> and they're, and they're like, they're like, thanks. Yeah. appreciate that like, thanks
1: for putting these sick riffs together and then just like dipping
0: <laughs> yeah see ya yeah but we didn't know if we were gonna be like a serious band or not and then we played a show and we're like yeah we love this like i was like i'll fly back as much as i have to right. to make this happen yeah
1: yeah and and i've i've been in that I've, I've i've been doing that dance as well like having a band in in winnipeg and and doing shit now in in calgary and You know, it's, it's, it's possible. It just, you know, it takes planning and communication and trying to figure things out. Yeah. Uh,
0: It's always worth it. Oh,
1: a hundred percent. Yeah. And then when did Jake join up with you guys?
0: This, okay. This story is insane. Oh, Uh, we played, well, we played our first ever show, which is a sick lineup. It was a gadget life's question, low end cross me and dare Olivia booked it. Yeah, that was our first show. It was That's so insane.
1: Sick. That's a stacked, yeah. stacked lineup.
0: Yeah, and Jake was there and he's like he was like he seemed pretty like pumped on seeing Gadget for his first time. Yeah. So then we had a show, our second ever show was with Buggin Out in Chicago. And that was before that was before we were friends. And then like that show made us like this. But we we had practice before the Chicago show and Eli's like leaving to help Olivia load up his their stuff into the car and he steps on a patch of ice and just snaps his ankle and then
1: shit
0: yeah yeah okay. he breaks he breaks his ankle and then pretty much we bring him to the hospital we we didn't know it was broken because he broke it and then walked up Olivia's like apartment stairs oh. on it and we're we're like okay it might not be broken like we might still be able to go play the show yeah and then we Bring him to the hospital, and both bones are broke all the way through. And he had to get plates, he had to get plates in his legs. So that kid's a freak, that kid's a freak for walking on that. So then we called Jake, we're like, All right, you want to fill in and play this show? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So we went and taught him to set that night, and then he drove separately. So then we get to Chicago, and then he calls us, he's like, Yo, I broke down like halfway to the show, oh, so he no. gets straight yeah he gets stranded for like two days on the way to Chicago. So, like, yeah, he's like stuck there, and we get all the way to the show, and then we're like, all right, how are we gonna do this? And so Peyton, from bugging out, just learned all four of the demo songs. Wow. so we we, yeah, we taught two people to set, and then, yeah, we literally just played four songs in Chicago. That's but that, it was
1: that's an insane story.
0: <laughs> it was the most like stressful twenty four hours of my life. Cause I was already stressed and then Jake called me. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. And I was just like, we were walking around downtown Chicago and I was just like violently shaking. I was so like, just like anxious and stressed. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Like, are we just going to be in Chicago? Like, and just chill. Yeah. But can't, can't just be bass
1: and drums and vocals. (laughs) Like you need the guitar to actually push the song forward. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is hilarious. Um, it's
0: sorry. You go. It's worth, it's worth it for the story now but like at the time it was mad stressful and like the whole situation made us became like so much closer with bugging out because before i only knew brandon right. from Force to impact like we'd always see each other and he was in backbone but yeah so we ended up going to their practice space and then teaching them the songs quick yeah and then yeah i don't know after that yeah just been tight
1: yeah, and, and and feeling a little less stressed as far as that that particular show. Um, but you know, something that I heard that was interesting when you uh, this this goes back many podcasts for for Jamie, but when he was talking to you guys um, as a band, you were mentioning on how like um, just like a. a an entire straight edge band in minneapolis wasn't a thing when you guys like maybe there was people who were straight edge but not like an entire group that was like we're writing about yeah this um this mindset this belief um but like do you feel like that's been uh, a pro as far as your bands you know like uh, presence because it's you know there's like a not a, a huge supply and demand when it comes to a straight edge band so you guys have like better responses than if like there was five other straight edge bands in minneapolis
0: yeah definitely i think when i first started going to shows there was that band relentless that had the reunion at oh, Stone Yeah, yeah. i don't know many of the members but i know bellamy he's cool but yeah that was like the one straight edge band from minneapolis that i knew when i started going around and then they stopped and then Yeah, when we started playing shows, like, I started seeing way more kids, like, X up at shows and, like, would just be, like, proud to be straight edge. And I was, like, that made me super happy. Because, like, Mm -hmm. it definitely would just be, like, me and this kid, Owen, and maybe, like, one or two other kids that would just, like, X up at every show. Right. But, yeah, like, every time we play, there's, like, we just bring the marker and everyone's Xing up and I love it. Right.
1: Yeah. And then as far as, like, I'm trying to think of the other because you were mentioning like chain of command which also played snow and flurry is like kind of close to you guys but then like the other maybe straight edge bands would be like maybe inclination in in louisville um yeah
0: that's like a 12-hour drive though it's pretty far
1: okay yeah well
0: but yeah we uh forced impact from milwaukee they were a straight edge band but they i think they are done done Hmm. and chain of command is like a four-hour drive but des moines and minneapolis are very tight knit, yeah so
1: gotcha yeah Um, i would
0: consider them like a they're basically a minneapolis fan at this point they're sick they're sick yeah
1: um speaking of minneapolis as a a whole i i'm i'm curious on this and and i and i hope i don't jinx anything when it comes to snow and flurry 2020 if that's even gonna happen but um i know like snow and flurry fest used to be in fargo um, for yep. the years uh i think it was like four years and then the fifth one that we filmed that was kind of the initial transition into being in in Man- minneapolis um like how how do you were you going to uh snow and fest in years past what was kind of like your takeaway with that fest officially coming to minneapolis that year
0: um fargo used to have like a very popping scene so like every year like I went to Snow and Flurry, like, I think the second year started through, like, mm. through all of them. But the vibes were, like, always sick up there. Like, kids would pop off. And it was always, like, super packed. But I think a couple of years ago, the last year in Fargo, like, it wasn't as big. So then I think they made the choice to move it to Minneapolis because Minneapolis is, like, a pretty popping scene right now. Right. So I think, I think it was a good decision to move it down there. and it's more centralized and there's like an airport nearby that's a lot cheaper to fly into so i think it was a good choice yeah yeah
1: i uh i felt like very very uh fortunate to be able to come down there and and capture all those sets and you know a lot of timely bands and and sets too like it's always a a blast for me to see a band like stepping stone that i've seen well into the double double digits but like to see them have a response I, i i'm sure that's not their first time down there but like yeah, no, it was yeah. Just, it was very, very special for me, and, and to see all these other new bands as well, it was a yeah, it was a rad time.
0: Um, Minneapolis loves Stepping Stone, yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: hard, hard back of that. Um, is there any other Minneapolis bands? If someone's listening, that uh, you want to just quickly shout out?
0: Optimal Crime just put out new stuff yesterday. It's really sick. Oh, and then yeah, op- yeah, yeah.
1: I did listen yep. to that.
0: And then kyle's bands while god sleeps he wasn't avarice i don't think they're doing stuff anymore and then kyle and jake have a band together right now it's called uh the last nail i think they're gonna they're about to put some stuff out it's like very like mammoth grinder
1: oh cool yeah
0: it's re- it's really sick and the recordings just sound like like straight out of a trash can i love it and and jake's in a power violence band with, called twin tombs as well yeah I'm, I'm kind of blanking right now. Ah, uh, Grimlight, Sick like Band, Grimlight. Just I was
1: blown away <laughs> when I heard that EP. Kyle's yeah, Kyle it, from Wild God Sleeps is so so good at just sharing shit on Spotify, like the minute it drops, and then I'm like, yeah. I can check it out and put it on the playlist right away. Oh, I dropped. I lost your video. Whoa! Oh, we're good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah I I feel like Minneapolis has like. You know, I, I feel like I just saw the tip of the iceberg when I was down for snow and flurry and you know I, I really Definitely. hope that you know we can come back there for the, the fest but also for other opportunities in the future as well. Um does Gadget have anything coming up that we should make light of?
0: I mean uh prom core, but I don't even know like what's gonna happen with COVID and all that stuff. Right. Pretty much we're just we're just chilling until like stuff's safe. And ready to roll mm-hmm. at this point
1: yeah yeah it's it's all you can really do like i know um that motor city fest in detroit was you know that was something ironically i filmed that anti-up band because any en- enemy of god played that show and uh yeah the the singer who puts on that fest was like yeah let's let's get you down there um and it was like just before the weekend before it happened which would have been this weekend actually if i'm thinking about it correctly um they had to mm-hmm. be like yeah with the new new regulations it's not gonna fly so it's it's tough i i feel i feel for all the promoters right now who are like trying to make you know shit happen trying to plan and have people hyped about music when it feels you know you're really up against a wall in in a lot of these yeah spaces. for real so,
0: yeah I have a I have a quick thing. Yeah. I started at I started at 95% and it just popped up 20% remaining.
1: Oh, okay. Do you need to so, charge her up? Yo yo. You yeah. hear me?
0: Yeah. yeah, hold up. I just got to plug it in. Okay. I don't know how I killed the battery so fast. <laughs>
1: Honestly, man, like I did a I did a live stream just like the other day and I had my phone fully charged and it was like at 20% when I finished it up.
0: Insane. I, it has
1: it has something to do with the the screen just being on like full blast.
0: Yeah. yeah. How's the audio?
1: Audio is good. I'm I'm good to keep rocking. Okay. If you are,
0: sounds good. Also, are you gonna leave that in or cut it out? Uh,
1: we'll have to see. I was gonna I was gonna say you're drinking Wendy's.
0: Oh yeah, we just hit it. We just hit a drive through as fast as possible to get to the skateboard to try to beat the rain, but still didn't work. That's fair.
1: Have you had the? Do they have the veggie Wendy's burger down there?
0: I don't even know. Oh, okay. I try to I try to avoid fast food as much as I can.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What what's your uh what's your go-to meal? Do you like to cook? What's the what's the vibe?
0: Honestly, like there's a spot right next to my house that has insane fish tacos. Mm. And that's usually what I I'm, I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah, fish Since town. I moved to Florida, like living on the beach, like that's my shit. That, I love it.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, fish. F- Florida is fish taco town for sure. Um, oh, it's okay. so good. So, so to, to go back to our original conversation. Um, so I wanted to bring this up because you are a, a Minneapolis local. Um, maybe don't live there anymore right now. But obviously with what's going on around in the world, I, I was just more so curious about um How the the stuff in Minneapolis, as far as the origin of how the rest of the world is reacting to what's going on with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, um, I, I was just curious yeah. if you were in town for any of that while that was happening, or if you were just getting the play by play from from homies.
0: I was getting the play by play, like all like the group chats I'm in with like all my friends from back home. Like they were keeping in touch about everything that's happening, and they'd be like, "Yo, like we need like." medical supplies on this street and that street and i like i felt like garbage being in florida i was Mm. like i would do anything to be there right now but yeah yeah it just like all of a sudden it just flipped a switch and they're all like all right we're out on the streets like yeah it really was like a
1: night and day like i was already having i think the week that that was all happening i had uh i had i don't know if you saw it but i had made all these like face filters for instagram where Maybe I'll just show it to you here. Um, so it's like, I'm sure you used any of those face filter technologies on Instagram where it's like, which band are you or what, whatever. So I found out how to, yeah. how to make those. And I was like doing them for every like Western Canada, like province, like just put in a, you know, a list of maybe 50 bands and it just randomizes. But for me to post that I had made those was the week that that was happening. So it's like, I need to get this out so I can actually like, focus on what's going on and you know raise awareness and make content and not seem like i'm just like not being aware of what's happening in the world um yeah absolutely yeah what, what has there been any like um have you been back since all the the riots orig- originally started or you've, you've no i the I'll whole time? back
0: yeah i fly out on thursday and i'll be in minneapolis like thursday and monday but i have to go to northern michigan Right. See my grandpa next Bye, weekend. Do you think that that has like,
1: um, you know, I, I saw a video of just like the amount of destruction that like all that has caused. And like, you know, the, the whole idea of like writing is like, I guess people will have mixed opinions on it, but like, you know, the, the mm-hmm. main thing is like just the public outcry of like, why has nothing been why has no justice come of all these things you know so for real
0: they're like they'd rather let people like be in the city doing their thing instead of just like doing what needs to be done they're just watch people crying and be upset yeah
1: yeah i i think i saw a video where someone was like you know just saying if no one is gonna step up and and make real change like like I, i i hope it doesn't come to this but the entire country could be burnt to the ground really just as far as like you know people being just upset that like their local areas aren't doing anything or just other places around the country so yeah it's it's just it's really sad to see what's going on and just like how like you know minneapolis is making change but like it took burning down the precinct for someone to be like hmm maybe we should like you know yeah. move some money around outside of it shouldn't, the place it window. shouldn't have to
0: be so hard to like make people open their eyes
1: 100% yeah i don't think that could be said really any better um ha, ha, what's the uh what's the vibe in uh in florida right now with this and i know florida kind of uh, gets a bad rap most of most of the time when it comes to just like, especially stuff with like COVID and whatnot. Like I think you and I were yeah. talking about this earlier on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's bad with COVID, but like ever since that started, like people have been going out in Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, South Florida. Like I think up in like the Tallahassee area, like people have been out going out constantly. So mm-hmm. people have been like, at least like putting in work down here as well which is very thick
1: um what's what's your opinion on like the the florida man meme where it's like you put in florida man and then your birthday. accurate it it is accurate it's insanely accurate
0: yeah Would,
1: would you just pick up like like local papers and you were just like am i reading like an onion article but like in the flesh
0: no you just drive around and you would see someone walking by and you're like that's not real life. There's no way.
1: <laughs> what comes to mind? Is there anything, any anecdotes you can uh,
0: share? After this, I'll try to find this picture. But it was I had just gotten off the airplane in Daytona, and I was driving back to my apartment. And this, it was like 95 degrees out, and this dude was walking in a full snowsuit with a surf with a surfboard, a motocross helmet, or something like that, and some other just insane thing but i'm like there's none of this makes sense at all and i was like this is like the definition of daytona
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that's hilarious um daytona like position wise like i'm just trying to figure out where that is in relation to like miami and some of the bigger cities um, like
0: miami will be all the way down here yep and then you drive up here's like Cocoa beach daytona jacksonville and then like the georgia border
1: oh okay so So it's like like, middle i'm just on this
0: yeah i'm like in the middle on the side gotcha on the eastern side
1: yeah um you know we've shit on uh florida a little bit but like what what's the biggest plus about being down there whether it's related to just the city itself or the state itself or you know uh any florida hardcore that you want to really be like plug here
0: (laughs) (laughs) to to, to balance the scale The state in general, there's no winter. I hate the cold a lot. And then being from Minneapolis, (laughs) you can
1: say that you've done, you you've done your time.
0: Yeah. And then the food is awesome down here. And then Florida hardcore, like just look at FYA, like all, like most of the FYA is like Florida bands and stuff. And they're the best. They're so good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. And just, there's so many scenes down here, like, multiple cities just have like very sick hardcore scenes and just like good bands that come out of it yeah
1: um yeah i'm i'm very jealous of the fact that fya can happen as far as like an entire full hardcore weekend and be in january like i think it happens on my birthday weekend if i'm most years it does um but the fact that they can have like nice weather and it's January and people are like, yeah, Yeah. I need to escape my Midwest, like minus 40 degrees Celsius and get somewhere a little bit warmer and have a little bit, bit of a break from this for sure.
0: Yeah. Like my first year I was like, okay, we're going to F We're going to hit the beach, like do all that stuff. And like, I'm like shorts and t-shirt, like just pouring sweat the whole time. And then a year later I go to my next F Y A after living down here, I'm like, I got, like, a hoodie on, and, like, we go to the beach, but I'm, like, shivering the whole time. Oh, wow. Just so you were so
1: conditioned like, to, to the yeah. real quick. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm like, how are you guys going to the beach right now? You guys are crazy. but well, I still win, but, yeah. I see how, like, people think that the Midwest people are crazy. They come down here in January. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> what's – uh? do you have a favorite FYA story for any of the
0: years that you had been there? Um – Not really in particular. Like the the pre show this year was like insane. Seeing I'm Broken Wings" and "Black My Heart" and like the like Crowbar is such a small venue too, and like it was just like all like the old heads just going actually insane. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's certain things that I wish more bands of that magnitude did. Like huge bands just like popping up in really small scenes in, in, in small spaces and just like you know making it an actual just chaotic just time for everyone yeah 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 i i I wish more bands did that Uh, the energy was unreal mm -hmm. yeah just stage dives and fists and (laughs) everyone's packed together um so speaking of moshing um you know uh, a good friend of mine jessa was down at ldb with uh you and a number of other homies and uh we, we were chatting about how just you are an actual (laughs) mosh mutant and you have an insane stamina when it comes to that um so what's your like pre-show fuel what keeps you going from you know first band to the to the closer
0: i don't even know i feel like it's just from racing my whole life like (laughs) and and i'm like always like conditioning for training and like bmx like i have to work out all the time for that so i just feel like i just have like decent energy in general right what comes to like that but the person i'm with now marcus that dude is an actual freak yeah yeah <laughs> dude is a, an animal
1: it is true there's a number of snow and flurry scope videos where he is just like f- like flipping like someone out of like a stick animator like someone made <laughs> yeah. him do that and he's yeah yeah it's crazy um you know i've had a few conversations just the importance of moshing and and i even remember when you were like saying that you were going down there like i'm i'm excited to represent minneapolis and obviously that's not just being in the building that's like you know going off for certain bands and doing that um what's the what's the the why for for you obviously moshing is sick and it's fun to do but like what's the greater purpose behind it for you
0: I don't know. I feel like at LDB, it's like you just stand in the front and it's like the Midwest vibes are like everyone's friends, like everyone's just having fun and like you look left to right and like, you know, everyone and like everyone's smiling. You can, you can just front flip on their head, like on their backs and everything's chill. And I don't know, like you just go out there and if you feel it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. You just go. Yeah.
1: Um, do you have a, a favorite mosh or flip story either? that you uh conjured or just had someone do something to you
0: colton armstrong from oklahoma city is like that dude has flight that nobody else in hardcore i've ever seen have like any set that you ever watch from ldb colton was like seven feet in the air off the stage yeah he was awesome
1: he's got like a a cape behind him just like superman pose
0: yeah that that dude's got springs in his knees for sure
1: What, what were those called? Moon shoes where you would yeah. have like the
0: platforms and just jumping off.
1: They're just built yeah. into his body.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, I was going to ask on, on LDB um, you know, that was the very last um, festival that kind of happened before COVID kind of hit. And, you know, a lot of yeah, festivals since have, have been canceled. Um, what, what do you think, what, what's your thoughts on like, like, people trying to do like online streams of performances or, you know, resharing stuff, uh, from past years. Um, you know, I, I get the intent to kind of keep hardcore alive and, and, you know, especially for someone like myself who documents bands, like I'm trying to just like keep on, keep the, the conversation going so that when we all get back and into the pit and into a venue and, I'm, I'm always thinking about that very first note that's played of that first band of a show and just yeah. people just being like, and yeah. just going off. Um, but yeah. How, how have you been like, um, you know, not only keeping yourself like, I guess invested, but also just like maybe the people that, you know, in your scenes that, you know, don't have it as ingrained uh, to, to go to shows and things like that. I, th- that's a pretty big question, but.
0: I feel like people that are uploading stuff like everyone's watching it right now like every time like before I go to bed I'll like go to like recently uploaded on YouTube for like people I subscribe to I'm like oh like a new set's uploaded or like a new podcast about hardcore is uploaded like I'm on that like right away because I'm like I miss this shit so much Right. like I would do anything to go to a show so like anything involving hardcore that gets uploaded right now I'm like that's that's like the first thing I'm gonna watch probably right (laughs)
1: do you think that there's going to be maybe a hesitancy with people going to shows initially where I'm sure there's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be people like if, if they could go to a show tomorrow, they would, but there might be people who are like, I don't know, like it could get to the extreme that they don't want to go to a show until a vaccine is made or, or something to that. Yeah.
0: Right. At this point, I feel like some people are going to stop going to shows because they're scared, but, on the other hand, I feel like a lot of people are realizing that, like, that they can't have shows, that it's going to make them, like, come out of, like, retirement, because they're like, damn, like, now that I don't have shows, it really makes me fucking miss shows, so right. I'm going to be at a show as soon as they come back. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to balance out. Yeah, yeah, that
1: that does make sense, and I think that there is a, a handful of people in every scene from every city that, you know, they're, like, in their local scene but they are very choosy of the shows that they go to well someone like myself i'm like i i need bands to film so i'll literally go to any show that i can um yeah yeah
0: i'm the same way like if there's literally anything like within an hour and a half driving maybe even two hours like if i'm off and like available to go i'll go to literally every show possible yeah yeah i'm the same way
1: (laughs) yeah um i know uh just it's also been weird for some bands with shows uh not being in the mix trying to figure out how to release music and how to promote music and and especially with like Mm -hmm. the the black lives matter movement um you know that that's happening right now but i think that's going to be a conversation that we're all going to be having in the months and, and years to come but um how how have you been thinking about releasing music i I, i'm i'm assuming you're probably writing a lot of music with like infiltrate um yeah what's been on your mind with uh with that subject
0: so you've talked to hunter from infiltrate before right um
1: oh only through the dms but uh yeah that that dude is a riff machine like so many bands that that he's
0: an actual freak of nature but (laughs) shout out to the gator the gator yeah but he yeah he's gator he he records professionally so he came to minneapolis before i went back to florida and he helped gadget demos and songs so i think we're gonna come down eventually when we can and record with him and try to do some stuff so hunter's the plug for that and then uh And then he, we, him and I have been working on Infiltrate stuff together. Like we, uh, I think five new songs like demoed right now and like one or two with lyrics, but we just like, we'll just kick it and be like, want to work on a song or like, and then he just like has all this stuff in his studio and we'll just like fuck around and then put stuff together. But I don't know. He's his new band dog is insanely sick. Right i that just put out I, their new stuff
1: yeah i've been like you know hunter's a real one because he out of nowhere just sent me a video of like their their new stuff that they're putting out just because i put them on a couple playlists so like shout out to him shout out to yeah. dog that band is actually unreal the,
0: the the new songs are so good yeah so good they and would, it's uh dom from bad luck on vocals oh
1: yeah i didn't know that yeah um i actually like i i was meaning to ask him i'm like okay i think i saw that they have you know dog being an acronym like it's d dot o dot g dot yeah but like there's three different names for for the band or do you know the the actual details around that
0: i don't know like every acronym that they have is stuff but i don't know i just knew they wanted dog and then i couldn't remember exactly what it meant yeah but i think it's i think it's such a sick name yeah
1: dog not uh not he's also
0: he's also in like this death metal band grave you 2 which is i'm shouting them out right now yeah super sick band and um, he's got this rock rock he's got this rock rock project coming out called mood ring it's like super like super haven like deftones vibes for sure and it's awesome
1: yeah um Speaking of Superhaven, I've I've always been a- curious on asking someone about this. Did you listen to that record or the I guess the first record when it was Daylight?
0: Yeah, I didn't get into them like right when they put it out, but people put me on to it and it's, it's fucking sick. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: I have a, a copy of that record when it was like Daylight or Jar, you know, I, I'm yeah. blanking on on the two but like yeah, I guess they switched it over and then the record was like Blue. So i'm like yeah yeah but it's the same band essentially um yeah we're getting off topic uh what i wanted to ask you was uh your band infiltrate that you're doing this shit with uh with hunter um you know i'm always uh fascinated when a vocalist does like a side project but like the vocals are like totally different like i growing up, I was like a big counterparts fan, So I always listened to like Brendan Murphy's mm-hmm. vocals. And then when he started to end, it was like, what? Like, I didn't know. that. Yeah. Could that's go... not the same. Dude. Yeah. It's, it's not, but <laughs> it definitely is. Um, so were you kind of feeling that same pressure to like, okay, I have my hardcore vocals and now I'm trying to experiment with like more call it death metal and like heavier stuff.
0: Uh, I feel like when I, me and noah first started talking we kind of wanted to do stuff like that and like those were like the vocals i was gonna do oh okay. like when me and noah first started talking but then like we started writing music i'm like the vocals i do in gadget like i've never done before like i was just like i'm just gonna try it and it so it, fits so it was re-
1: reverse really infiltrate more yeah, like natural
0: kind of i don't know we just like started recording and then that's just like the style i did because we we hunter hunter book shows in daytona and he's like dude we have like two locals here i was like all right let's start a band then so like we just like wrote like a ep like the next two weeks and then recorded it right after that yeah so
1: i'm i'm very jealous of any band that has like someone in their arsenal who can like record because you can just output songs so fast Versus yeah, like, okay, he, we gotta book space and, and book someone to record us and mix and blah blah blah.
0: And he's insanely like fast at like mixing and doing all that shit too. He's crazy. Yeah. Super. Talented, dude.
1: <laughs> That's actually true, because he was like, Hey, do you wanna hear the new dog EP now or when it's like mixed? So I'm like, Well, I'm fine to was like, Fuck it. It sounds super sick, unmixed, and it, it does sound very, very heavy and just yep. you know, getting getting it how he can and just tweaking it from there it's it's very impressive especially being like a one-man job um for real yeah that's awesome cool well uh trent i think uh we're getting to the end of things here but is there anything that you want to um plug here any uh bands you want to shout out any things that you want to tease coming up for either your bands shout out
0: marker marco photos yep he's got got the best pictures and then bugging out always and then i don't know just pretty much like both my bands are just like chilling until shit's safe but we're just we're both the bands are gonna have releases eventually because we got new stuff written i'm super excited for that right
1: uh do you want to say the handles of those bands so i can put it at the bottom here
0: uh infiltrate fl on instagram and gadget mlps on instagram
1: awesome and then uh your your personal one if you want to do that one as well
0: yeah if you want to see me post some like dmx it's (laughs) d-u-v-a-l-l 197 just my last name and like one of my old racing numbers
1: 197 was your racing number
0: yeah back in Uh, It was, like, one of my numbers in, like, 2009 or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Do you, like, pick that, or is that just, like... No, your number
0: number changes every year. Oh. Based on what, though? Just, like, points and rankings and stuff.
1: So, is it, like, the higher the number, or is it, like... Yeah,
0: 197, though, like, you, that was, like, when I was an amateur, and I got, like, 197 out of, like, literally everyone, but... I don't know. I wasn't like super good when I was younger, but I just thought the number was six. So I put it on all my social media. Yeah.
1: Well, like one nine seven media shout out California, homie, who yeah, is, yeah, so, you know, good tie there. Um, well, Trent, Definitely. this has been great. Um, you're, uh, someone that has rode for scoped the minute that we cross paths. And I really appreciate that. Um, huge gadget fan. Uh, I hope that we can bring you guys up to Canada once all this shit is cleared. Um, definitely and uh, yeah thanks for coming on the podcast and shooting the shit
0: with me I yeah, appreciate it of course